Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. We're going to jump right into 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and we'll take a look at this passage together and um, and do do a little bit of uh, um, expository Bible study this evening. So starting in uh, verse 1 of chapter 1 of 2 Thessalonians, it says, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Um, So just uh, briefly, as we look at this introduction, to this uh, second letter to the church in uh, Thessalonica. Uh, we see that it is co-penned or co-authored, uh, this letter, by Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Um, Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Paul and Silas were um, partners in ministry, and Timothy was somewhat of a protege of Paul in ministry. So this is a, a great example for us as we look at the first chapter of Second Thessalonians of doing um, intergenerational ministry, ministry where uh, they are working together as a team, uh, ministry where they are sharing God's work and uh, there's mentorship involved. You know, Paul is uh, hoping to raise up Timothy to be a next generation leader. Um, So it's just a good reminder for all of us, those in various forms of leadership within the church to always be thinking about how we are raising up uh, the next and upcoming generation of leaders. We ought to never try to do things on our own um, but we should always be looking for opportunities to raise up others and include others in the ministry that God has called us to do. So Paul, Silas, and Timothy are doing ministry together to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and he goes on to say that they are giving thanks. He says, we ought to always thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Um, Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Um, So the uh, the three authors to this letter to the Thessalonian church are pointing out the fact that they are thanking God for this congregation because uh, because they have endured um, persecution. They have endured hardship and trial, and they continue to be steadfast in their faith in light of all that they have faced. So. Um, they're being celebrated um, and congratulated and, and appreciated for the fact that they are demonstrating resilient faith, uh, the kind of faith that isn't easily knocked down or knocked out, uh, but the kind of faith that even in the midst of challenge and hardship and trial um, are, are, are holding firm, standing firm in the midst of all kinds of different challenges. And I, I've always um, have reflected scripturally on the fact that um, spiritual maturity as we grow as a people of faith, it is um, uh, the, the greatest indicator of our faith formation is how we respond to moments of difficulty in our lives, to moments of challenge and, and trial. Um, hey, Rachel, God bless you. Um, and so, uh, so spiritual maturity has uh, a lot to do with how we operate in the midst of uh, hardship and difficulty. Um, we, 
you know, we often uh, pray and, and, and typically oftentimes in our lives, we are asking God to make things a little bit easier for us. You know, God, help me get through this or take this challenge away from me or, um, you know, uh, do this in my life. And, um, and I think oftentimes God will hear our prayer, answer our prayer, and he will, uh, you know, rescue us from challenging situations. But there are other moments where uh, it may be that God allows us to experience some challenge and difficulty because as we experience those things but remain faithful, we are at that point developing as spiritually mature Christians, as believers who, uh, regardless of our circumstance, regardless of our situation, are going to remain faithful uh, to God, that we are going to remain close to God. We're going to stay um, connected to the body of Christ. We're going to continue to look to the Lord for our strength and for our guidance. And so uh, our, our circumstances, situations that we're in should never dictate how we, um, how we respond as persons of faith. Um, you know, when we are tested, those are opportunities for us to really uh, grow and develop in our faith. Uh, as opposed to the other way around, falling away from God or our faith because of the various hardships and challenges that we have. So we'll continue in verse 5 of chapter 1. Second Thessalonians is what we're studying. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord, from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power, he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our Lord, of God, of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so again, this is ongoing encouragement um, that uh, Paul, Silas and Timothy are giving to the church to remind them that what they are suffering, what they are going through, it must have been a difficult time for them and the church, uh, is not in vain, that God sees their hardship and challenge and that God is a just God. Um, he will both reward those who remain faithful to him as well as punish those who uh, turn away from the, the, gospel, uh, the gospel message. Um, and so the, he's writing this to the, uh, Paul, Silas, and Timothy are writing this to the church to remind them that um, that they should stay, stand firm uh, in their faith, regardless of what they experience, because God sees how they are, uh, how they are responding, how they are living. And uh, it's most important uh, in our lives to recognize that uh, God sees what we're doing, how we're living. It's not so much uh, important that everybody else sees um, what we do and how we do it, but it's important that God sees those things. Um, so the, the second theme that was uh, consistent in that section that we just read is that, um, you know, we desire that, uh, that we would live worthy of the calling, that we would live lives that are worthy of the calling. So what does that mean to live a life worthy of the calling? It means um, that if Christ has called us, if he's given his life for us, 
if he's called us uh, out of the world, right? The definition of church in Greek, uh, ekklesia, as the word for church, ekklesia means uh, means to be called out, to be called out. And so, what it means for us to be called out as the church is that we are um, we are we are called to live as those who have been separated. Um, and, and those who have been called to live a holy life that brings honor and glory to God. Um, so we are uh, being encouraged in this passage to live lives that are worthy of the call, to live lives that bring honor and glory to God with our words, with our actions. Um, and and uh, and so, you know, th- that's the uh, the gist of that section that we that we just took a look at there. So, again, it's a short, very, very short chapter that we looked at. Um, took us all the way to verse 12, um, but it's essentially an introduction to this letter. Um, there are two additional chapters in the book of Second Thessalonians, um, and so for this evening, we're just focusing on this first chapter, which is essentially an introduction, um, a salutation or a greeting from Paul, Silas, and Timothy, and a reminder in the form of prayer that uh, they are enduring uh, hardship, persecution, and in so doing, they are essentially making Paul, Silas, and Timothy very proud as um, as those who are leaders within the church. They're seeing that this church is one that is spiritually tough. Um, they're not easily shaken, and and they're essentially reminding them here that you know there there are consequences for our choices. There are consequences for the things we choose to do. Uh, we've all been introduced to, um, you know, in one form or another, maybe I shouldn't say we all, but many of us have been introduced to the truth of the gospel that uh, Jesus Christ uh, came and died on the cross for our sin to reconcile us with God and so that we wouldn't be held accountable for our sin or the consequences of our sin, but that we would be given the gift of God, which is eternal life um, and life with God even now. And so um, so the this uh, chapter so far is reminding us that yes, there are uh, consequences to our choices. Some will choose to receive that message and live a life according to that message. Uh, in other words, uh, some might uh, choose to live a faithful life that is honoring to God, that is uh, obedient to God's word, that is placing Christ at the center of our lives. And others might choose to say, "Well, I don't need that. You know, I'm going to do things my own way. Um, I have my own belief system." or Whatever it may be, and um, and so First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, chapter one is here telling us, hey, don't remember, don't forget. Verse eight says, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power on the day He comes to be glorified in His holy people and to be marvelled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. So again, this is a uh, you know one of those really challenging, um, hard uh, passages of scripture that is just reminding us: yes, there will be accountability. Yes, there will be a moment of judgment. Yes, there will be a time where we have to answer for our lives, answer for our decisions and our choices, and what we chose to do and chose not to do, and how we responded to the presentation of the gospel, an invitation that we've been given to pursue God. Um, And so let's not forget that, uh, you know, we don't just live in, we're not just talking about a, um, 
a very neutral faith that is a live and let live type of philosophy or, you know, you do you and I do me. Um, we, we don't believe that as Christians, as those who follow the truth of the scriptures. We we believe that, uh, you know, we, we are going to be held accountable for how we choose to respond to the message of who Christ is and what he's done for us and whether or not we say yes and accept Christ uh, as our Lord and Savior or whether we reject Christ um, as, as our Lord and Savior. There, there is clearly um, an, an implication. There's clearly consequences as to what we decide to do with that. Um, so that really should um, be a, a word of warning and encouragement to us to stay close to God, uh, is to look to Jesus and remember that uh, it is he who has saved us. Um, you know, we also have to be reminded that, you know, as those who have been given the treasure of the gospel, um, that we are not to hoard that or we are not to hide that from the world that we live in, but we ought to generously and graciously and, um, you know, um, consistently find ways to communicate the, uh, who God is, who Jesus is, and what uh, Christ has done for, for others. It's our, you know, responsibility, and it's also, um, you know, uh, a privilege to be able to carry forth the message of the gospel so that those who are lost, those who do not have a relationship with Christ, uh, would be given an opportunity to respond. Um, so, again, this is a uh, uh, a section of scripture that is really, in a lot of ways, focused on, um, you know, preparation for the end times, preparation for a moment when Christ will return. And when he does return, what condition will he find us in and what condition will he find those who are in our sphere of influence in when Jesus comes back? You know, we'll, we'll be able to say, Lord, I, I did my best and I shared your word. And I gave others an opportunity to know who you are and to respond to the message of your goodness. Or would we say, I'm sorry, Lord, I was too embarrassed or I didn't feel like I could speak well enough or I didn't feel like I had any, enough opportunities or uh, that's just not my gift or that's just not my style. Um, we got to be we got to be reminded that, um, you know, Second Thessalonians uh, really is a, a good reminder of the fact that we are living in, you know, the end times and. Uh, whether or not we might think, well, how long have the end times been going? Because, you know, this was written 2000 years ago. We don't know the the time or the hour or the day. All we know is that, you know, it's our responsibility to respond faithfully to uh, to the message of the gospel, to the word of God, um, to live in that way. Um, so let me just finish with the last two verses and then we'll go ahead and end with the word of prayer. And again, thanks for those who've jumped on, uh, those some who have popped on and popped off or uh, those who might again uh, check this out later when it gets posted to the uh, to the feed on Facebook. So uh, verses 11 through 12. Uh, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of His calling, and that by His power He may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray also. We pray this so that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you may be glorified in you and in you and you in Him, according to the grace of our God and of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Um, so again, uh, just a powerful passage, a very short, you know, verses one through 12 here this evening for us to study, um, but really good reminders um, here. You know, first of all, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the reminder of Paul, Silas, and Timothy doing team ministry, right? Um, having each other's back and being able to pass along the gift of ministry by raising up the next generation. Uh, be reminded that they 
were encouraged and were encouraging the church in Thessalonica with the fact that they have been a resilient church um, and that they have not given up. They have not been shaken by the various hardships that they have faced. And and then also a great reminder here that, uh, you know, there there is uh, accountability, um, that there is uh, what we might refer to as judgment. And, you know, as far as we're concerned, we want to be on the side of judgment where we hear the words of, of Jesus say, uh, well done, my good and faithful servant, um, as opposed to away from me, I never knew you. And so um, just as we uh, study the word, as we allow the word to penetrate into our hearts and transform the way that we live, um, this is uh, Thess- 2 Thessalonians, a great opportunity and example to just stay very, very basic with our faith, um, to stay faithful in all things, to not get too caught up in other uh, things in this life and in this world that cause us to take our eye off of the fact that, um, you know, we, we are living in uh, a time that is temporary and that God has an eternal plan. And uh, we don't want to set all of our sights and focus on things that are temporary, um, but we want to make sure that we are uh, constantly thinking about and living in such a way that uh, leads to uh, eternal truths and things that uh, will not pass away, things that will not fade away. Um, so again, thanks to those who jumped in. Again, as I mentioned, those who jumped, who came on at the beginning, I apologize for starting a bit late tonight. Um, thanks, thanks for uh, for joining us anyway. And um, let me just go ahead and pray before we dismiss this evening. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ at Mission Ebenezer Family Church, and for all of our family members and friends who have joined us from outside of the the area. Uh, Thanks for the chance to study your word, where we can read your word and reflect on your word uh, and allow it to transform us, allow it to to challenge us as believers, uh, just as this chapter has. Uh, Teach us, Lord, how to be those who, even in the midst of hardship and difficulty, um, we don't fall away from faith, but in fact, our faith is refined and made even stronger. Um, in the midst of the various things that each person might be experiencing. Lord, I lift up every person who is on this call. Uh, Father, would you be with them and their families? Would you give them good health? Lord, for anyone who might be sick, that you would bring uh, healing for the sick. Uh, For those who might be discouraged, that you would bring encouragement. Lord, for those who might feel alone, that you would surround them with community. Um, Father, for those who might lack and have a need, that you would supply those needs, Lord. Um, and so, Father, we, uh, we thank you for this reminder that we, um, that we do have a, an opportunity to respond uh, to your call on our lives. And we want to do that well. We want to do that faithfully. Um, we want to be responsible with the gift that you've placed in our hands. Um, Father, so teach us uh, when we feel afraid. Teach us how to live for you. Teach us how to share your goodness and uh, who you are with others that uh, that people might come to call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and as Savior. Um, so, Lord, we thank you for this time to gather tonight. Be with us as we go about the rest of our evening. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.